थे Is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in wonderful New Hampshire, where long-time reunions could get a little awkward, depending on where you are and who you talk to. My name is Bob Fournier, and joining me as always, my fellow survivors, underground and secure location to the north, it's the busy zombie Lord Lou Page. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. We made it to the finale. We did. Ha! Speaking of finales, eh, that one's all right. Keeping the border safe, north over the wall, Canada's own Ryan Murphy. Hello. Hello. It's funny you mentioned Canada's own because that seems to always bite me in the ass whenever we try to watch a movie on this show. Uh, Ah, I got a bone to pick. Do I have two minutes to to pick said bone? Yes. Yeah. So frustrating. First, let me oh. just say something. Okay. Um, there's a hockey player that plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. His name is Ryan Murphy. That's me, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, the news... I was watching. I was watching the Bruins game the other day, and it was like uh, Ryan Murphy bullet. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's why but I'm anyway, so sore. Can... Just beating those Bruins nonstop. Oh. Did we Ouch. win? Actually. Did no, we win? You're you're out. Oh. Oh wait, what team are you on? I thought I was on Carolina Hurricanes. Oh. Yeah, don't worry about it. Go ahead with your story. Anyways, yeah. So we were talking about possibly doing a group. Ryan goes to the movies, aka Zamp goes to the movies with the Dead Rising film, which premiered on Crackle, uh, uh, March twenty seventh last week. I cannot find it for the life of me. Oh, anywhere. Tell me how. Tell me how you enjoyed it. Did you like it? I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked on Crackle. I looked on the Crackle app on PS4. I looked on the Crackle app on iOS. Nothing. Couldn't Maybe you should email Crackle. Maybe. I'll email Crackle. Like, hey, Crackle, what's Crackalackin'? Where's Dead Rising? There's a lot of Crackle in that. <laughs> I, I know. Snap, Crackle, and pop. I was so pissed. So <laughs> it turns out that it's only available in the States, which is fine because I should be used to that by now. But yeah. I go I go looking for said news that it's only available in the States. Nothing. Not mm. even a mention of it being released only in the States, even though even though Crackle is available in my country. So In our hat. Yes, in your hat. You keep <laughs> you, your crackle has invaded your hat. So I'm now left with the uh, like no options to watch this film. Uh, well, no I have legal options, I suppose. I have an idea. What? What if I watch it on uh-huh. Skype with yeah. you? That's not and legal. I tell you, I tell you everything that's going on. Oh, I suppose that would be legal. I could just be like, oh, now, now he's killing a zambi. Yeah. Now the zambi's killing him. Well, okay. I have a question that might work, uh-huh. or a theory that might work. Uh-oh. Can you watch it in a window 
but use XSplit in the window so that you're streaming a stream that you're live broadcasting <laughs> on Twitch to Ryan? Oh, I, I was like, yeah. where does this start making sense? I was like, okay, yeah, no. Um, but that's the thing is I do, I want to <laughs> see it. But the only way I've ever been able to get it at work is through a VPN to like basically, because it is free to watch. It's advertised. And I understand why it's probably region locked is because their advertising is targeted toward the American market. And mm-hmm. that's the only way they make money off of it. But then again, I don't even begin to understand how Sony works these days. My main issue is that I couldn't find any information, at least with Powers, the other Sony exclusive that is only available <laughs> in the States. Again, that no one likes. Yeah. I, really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, We're so spoiled by our stuff, Ryan, here. Yeah. That we don't have to like it all. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, season nine of Heartland's on Netflix now. I love it because it's all I can watch. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. And but at least there, it's like they were pretty at. They were pretty f- forward about it, and that it, this is a U.S. launch. Our international launch. We'll have details soon. And now we're two months later, and I'm seeing news stories that quote, "Oh, Powers' success is what means we're going to have like a future with original programming on PlayStation." And it's like Sony does not know what they're doing. I really so, don't get it. Two things. First of all, all right. What's the first, first thing? First yeah. thing is that if we come back next week and you state that you actually watched it, everyone's going to know it was an illegal way to watch it. I, I know. I realize that. But either way, like that's the other thing too. I'm damned if I do. If I hadn't have brought this to light and we did talk about it next week, anybody in Canada would have tried to watch it and found out, oh, I can't watch it. <laughs> what did Ryan do? How about this? Lou lives close to the border. Right. You, you live close to the border. Uh-huh. Why don't you just drive to Lou's house? I, yeah. You, you could yeah. watch it there. I feel like when... Okay. Get driving. It, uh, it's about eight hours. But see, the, okay, this is what I'm... <laughs> I'm about Start to say now, something. Ryan. Start now. I think for the next huge, big, giant zombie release, I'm not talking like some weird movie that we can easily wait till it comes out on DVD, but the next big one, the one that we have to see, like whether it's a Dawn of the Dead sequel or something... Or Zombieland 2, let's say. Uh-huh. We should all get together and see it in person. But it has to be that. It has to be worth it. But I think that's that's probably a solid plan right there. I'm not going to do it for Dead Rising. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, so here's the thing. Lou and I live an hour away. We still haven't met each other. <laughs> True. But like, it usually takes like the guy who lives eight hours to really make it happen. Like, I'd feel bad because you'd be like, I just drove eight hours to get here. I'd be like, yeah, it was easy. I could have done it any time. I know. Well, maybe I. Where are you guys again? Are you guys anywhere near Boston? I might be up. I I might be up that way in October. I'm not sure yet. Ooh. Ooh. So wait. We're, yeah, you guys could just meet me in Boston. We're both near Boston. Well, geez, Boston meetup, zombies ain't my podcast. I, I, Let's go I to a pub. To, I'm about an hour and forty five minutes. Why are we making plans on the air? I don't know. <laughs> this I is meant, all Ryan's fault. I know. It's I meant like I, we're like little school kids getting together for a sleepover. Can Can Ryan come out and play? No, he's got to finish his homework. Um, I oh. just meant to. I just meant to, you know, get angry at Dead Rising, and I, I felt like I was literally just missing something but i wasn't it's sony that's just being an idiot so that's all i gotta say yep. about dead rising all right well now that you got that bone picked um yeah, i feel better we have yeah good good you know what sony mother dick. that's what well that was a quiet oh, was mother too... dick is that too quiet yeah mother dick. <laughs>
How's that? Better? Uh, so yeah. All right. How about this? Huge douchebag. Perfect. Is that good? Yes. Okay. So, uh, guys, we had a little bit of a season finale of, as I call it, TWD. Oh. Now, that's what I'm calling it, the the, the TWD. Um, an epic, epic season finale, but we're going to talk all about it. But first, we're going to do what we always do. We got a little bit of news to get out of the way first. Has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. And we have a release date for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies for 2016. This might be the movie you're talking about, Ryan. I've, the next big release. I put this news story in there. I probably would have mentioned it if I thought it was the next big release. <laughs> uh, so, have you ever read the book Pride and Prejudice? No. Have you ever read the book Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? No. I'm like halfway through it. I read it like a year ago. Is there zombies in it? Oh, a few. Oh. <laughs> um, so for the, anyone that doesn't know, there was an author, Arthur, a man named Arthur. No, there was an author that um, took a classic book and added zombies to it, which is really fun. Um, now it's getting a movie release date. Wow. Yeah. And it's been in development for a long, long time. I think we've talked about it before, right? Like, yes, we've talked about it several times. With like mm-hmm. actors and directors going off and on, and yeah, and then like first there were people cast, and then it was scrapped, and then it was back on, and that was in. T- they were talking about that before we even started doing the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this has been a long time coming, and they've officially announced a release date. Yeah, and it's, it's still a ways away. It's an it's a year away. <laughs> oh, a little under, I guess. A little under, like eleven months. Yeah. So, I mean, is it something maybe to look forward to though? I I kind of think it'd be interesting. I, I I'm curious as to if it's any good, and maybe I'll go see it. But then I'm reminded of Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and how Ooh. I really didn't care either. Oh, is that the same guy? Um, I believe that both of those books were really done by the same publisher. Oh, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame the publisher for that one. I'd, I'd probably blame a but whole there lot was, of people. There, but there was, like, um, huh. there was, like, a gap where, like, five books of the same kind of idea came out, where it was, like, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and then it was, like, something, something in Sea Monsters, and then something else, it was, like, Moby Dick Sea Monster or something like that. That sounds and like it, a book. And there was like four or five of them back to back that were all kind of the same idea. Take something classic and put zombies in it or put monsters in it. And they weren't all done by the same author, I believe. So No. Moby Dick's already a sea monster. Yeah, wait. Yeah. So is that like Godzilla <laughs> versus Monster kind of deal where they're both like those monsters? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I I yeah. have a question. So this has this has Matt Smith. Doctor Who fame. Yes. He's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and We actually discussed that news on the show. I remember yep. that. Yeah, he got cast like 16 years ago. Um, I yeah, I, I have a question though about this movie. Uh, the image that they have for this appears to be the the ladies of the Pride and Prejudice. Is this a, is this a movie from the... From the female's perspective where the female are the ass kickers and the males are getting eaten alive and stuff? It would appear that way, wouldn't that, it? It would look that way. That's awesome. I think that's great. Spoilers. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, it looks like they're kidding. all holding wands. This could easily be like a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter image, <laughs> which is another wands, rumor. Of, like non zombie. Those are all swords. I well, yeah, but that one on the left and the one on the far right 
looks an awful lot like wands. <laughs> they, do, they do look like they, wands a little The bit. only one that looks like swords is the one in the middle. <laughs> and she looks, remember, she looks like she knows what she's doing. Give me a give me a Harry Potter spell. I was trying to remember one. Expelliarmus. <laughs> I think that's close enough. Is that real? Is that real? I don't all know. Right. I read all seven books and watched all nine movies or how many movies are wow. one. Right. You look ridiculous. Uh, so we also have other news about uh, a TV show coming out. Morning, Los Angeles. Hope you got your flu shot. Reports in five states that a strange virus is going around. So if you're not feeling well, go home. Take care of yourself. That was it. That was the trailer. That's, yeah. that's the whole trailer. I'd call it that. It didn't make me excited. No. It's not even. It's not even a teaser. It's a. I could have done I, that. Well, yeah. Wait, wait. I, let me try. Okay. Hi, Los Angeles. This is Ryan Murphy, and you're listening to K1R7, The Wolf Fire, and uh, I just want you to know that, <laughs> that there's a virus going around, and if you're feeling a little wacky, whoa, whoa, then you're going to need to go home. <laughs> he said the wolf, so I played a wolf sound. Is that Did that work? Did <laughs> that sound like exactly like that? It was like, not yeah. bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. So, obviously, hey, my prediction, guys. Remember I said that there would be a teaser for this during the Walking Dead season finale? I was right. Yes. You You work for the writing team. I work for the marketing team. Booyah. So, (laughs) it wasn't any good, though. Um, Well, I didn't. (laughs) It kind of bothered me, though, because I was like, oh, here it is. Fear the Walking Dead trailer. Well. Nothing. <laughs> well, it's a okay. setup, so, guys. Come so on. I don't watch it live because I don't have cable and I don't have AMC. I buy them all on I on uh, Amazon the day after. Mm-hmm. So, like five minutes after the show aired, my Twitter feed was like, "Fear the Walking Dead trailer." Fear the Walking Dead trailer. Fear the Walking Dead trailer. Oh my God! Fear the Walking Dead trailer. So <laughs> the next day, I was like, "Well, there's a trailer. I should watch it." And it was like I was like, well, let's pick a news article. Found a news article, pushed a button, and in thirty seconds it was over, and I didn't know anything I didn't already know. <laughs> and I was like, so why are we all excited about this again? You you know, it's, just, it's the new hotness. It's it's hyped up right now. I, I I mean I get that I, like I want to see it, but this trailer was not for us. No. It's yeah, a marketing I, pitch. It's like, hey guys, guess what? You don't have to wait until October for more Walking Dead. You can wait until late summer. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's really what this was. This was not marketed to people like us that watch every week and know what's going on behind the scenes. This was for this was for the public that just kind of goes, yeah, zombies. Yeah, well, it zombies. is something to look forward to, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I was just kind of hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> really to see... Really excited. I wanted to see... They didn't. They just needed to show me somebody in makeup. You know what I mean? And it was really just like, yep, zombies. I'm more interested in the characters. I mean, I I would have loved to see, I would have loved to see an intro to our characters. And really, this has just introduced us to the world, which we've seen. It's a it's a world that is about to be infested with zombies. So like, like I said, anybody could have come up with that teaser. Uh, you know, being set in Los Angeles, knowing how the virus spread, it spread in a very real way, as if a real virus would. So it's like, it's not hard to come to the conclusion that they've come with this teaser. And they're saving the big guns for Comic-Con. I think San Diego Comic-Con, we're going to see a big reveal. Or 
I, as soon as I said that, I suddenly realized, did they say they were pulling out of Comic-Con? I can't remember. I don't think they did. Okay. No, I don't think so. Maybe it's a Mar- no, it's Marvel that pulled out of Comic-Con. Yeah, Marvel has pulled out of Comic-Con. Well, I think Marvel's still having booths. Mm, just not um, a huge movie panel. J- they're just not doing any movie panels. Okay, so that's, yeah, besides the point. Sorry, guys, I'm in tangent mode today. Uh, <laughs> it, basically, I think we're going to see a f- the, te- the the trailer we all want because this show is launching in August. I, I, I bet you any money. Uh, it's, what is it, six episodes or eight? Uh, it is six because that's what the original Walking Dead run was. Yeah. And they're doing the same sort of thing. So six pads it really well if it starts mid-August. You're out of the way by the time October rolls around. Boom. Just in time for Walking Dead. I, right. I, I think we get it in June. I, I would love it in June because that would be great. I think we get it in June. Okay, but I, I'm just in video game mode having knowing that, oh, it's going to launch in summer. You have to think if they do it in August – Mm. We're gonna get we're gonna get six episodes, mm-hmm. right? Back to back to back. When it ends, it will literally be like a week gap between it and the regular Walking Dead, and I don't think they want to do that. And I remember this season of Walking Dead; they were going heavy, like late July, August, September, with you know teases and trailers and all kinds of good stuff. So. Um, we're poised. Well, you know what? Speaking of video game mode, right? Oh, video game mode. Uh, Zombie U2 <sighs> has been canceled, but huh? it would have had a co-op mode. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm disappointed as well, and it's funny. Ubisoft doesn't really know how to be successful anymore, it seems like. I'm not saying that Zombie U Zombie U two is probably you know canceling Zombie U two is probably the smartest decision they've made in a long time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that this was the savior to the company, but let's face it, Ubisoft hasn't made a great decision in a very long time. Look at Assassin's Creed. It's it's a it's a polished turd every time that thing comes out. Wow. Yeah. Well, and well, you know, I'm just I'm bummed because like when you play the first Zombie U, you mm-hmm. have so much fun, but like the whole time you're thinking. This is a perfect multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you're always thinking, man. If I had a second person to cover my back, this would be so much fun, more fun. Yeah, yeah it it kind it, it kind of makes me think what it could have been, and uh, it, it bums me out a little bit. All right, it makes me upset too because you know I want more mature titles on on the Wii U, and I'm reminded of what Ubisoft did on the Wii with Red Steel and Red Steel Two. And they released Red Steel as like a concept for the for the system, and it sold well because it was a launch title, and it you know it wasn't a great game, but it certainly showed off the the Wiimote very well. And then when they released Red Steel Two, they went back to the drawing board. They created a really great game, refined the controls. It was really good, but it didn't yeah. sell well because it was the Wii, and people weren't buying mature titles. So I see the same scenario here with Zombie U. If if Zombie U had sold better and the Wii U was doing, you know, wasn't selling like crap, they probably would have put this out and it probably would have been one of the higher points of the system, like Red Steel 2 was. It's unfortunate. I am disappointed. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm not disappointed in? What? 
Microsoft Surface Walking Dead prank? Uh, spoilers. You just spoil the whole thing. Hey, that's what it's called online. I can say whatever. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So the Microsoft oh, right. Surface, uh, they did a little TV commercial where they had a, a fun little Walking Dead prank or, you know, pretty much something to promote the fact that it was a 90-minute season finale. And uh, it was a fun little thing. You can you can find it in our show notes. It was, I thought it was clever. I thought it was well done. Uh, it was it's it's worth a chuckle. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, it definitely looks like something we would come up with. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to do that. I, yeah, I prank people all the time like this. I just normally just put mattresses up against doors. Well, mm. yeah. Let's just say yeah. they put a mattress up against the door, and your first thought is. That's not going to help. And then the payoff is at the end you realize why the mattress is there. Yeah, it's great. It's okay, great. You guys, you guys need to check it out if you haven't seen it. And it will be linked in our show notes. You can find over at zombiesatmypodcast.com. But for now, speaking of Walking Dead, should we get into it, gentlemen? Nah. Should we talk about it? Oh, yes. We should. I can't wait. Should we wait. go in depth about the season finale of The Walking Dead? Yes, we should. All right, let's get into this. We'll survive. I'll show you how. You know, I was thinking... I was thinking, how many of you do I have to kill to save your lives? But I'm not going to do that. You're gonna change I'm not sorry for what I said last night I'm sorry for not saying it sooner you're not ready but you have to be right now you have to be kind of a very uh, serious tone in this season finale of The Walking Dead. It's it's the first time Rick has made sense without yelling and screaming. I mean, he still had the blood on his face, but he wasn't he like still waving. Looked, he still looked crazy. Yeah, but he was be, yeah. he was calm and collected and cool. Yeah, well, he also spent a half an hour shoving a gun up a zombie's neck. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> More on that later. Yeah. Um, so the episode... Uh, was ninety minutes long, but not really. What was it, like an hour and fifteen without commercials? Yeah. Okay. It was ninety minutes long, but can we get this out of the way right now? Do we feel yeah. like the ninety minutes was well spent? That wasn't necessary, really. Yeah. Oh, I. I don't. I don't think it was necessary. It, can I be honest? It sure. wasn't actually ninety minutes. I'd rather you lie. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> lie. I, lie to I, me, Lou. I. I bought the episode on. Uh, amazon and i'm pretty sure it was 70 minutes well okay yeah. it was still longer than a normal episode do you feel like yeah, they, the time normal was well episodes spent? are like 40 minutes so yeah it was like a uh, double episode so was it, it worth it i uh, so i love i <laughs> they jumped uh, around a lot. a lot yeah they, they did a lot they did a lot it added to the tension of building things up because like the whole time i was watching it i was like uh, it's gonna something's gonna happen, you know, and like the extra time mm-hmm. really made that tension build up a little bit more and a little bit more. Not a lot was happening. I mean, there was enough to keep you interested, but you're kind of like at the same time you're like, mm, like it's it, they did a good job of building it up, 
And um, I, I think there was probably uh, you probably could have compacted that in an hour or a normal episode. But I yeah. guess you wouldn't have got that suspense buildup of everything. So I guess I, I just changed my mind mid <laughs> midpoint. <laughs> well, but, uh, I agree with you. When I was watching it, I was by by the end, I was shaking because you're waiting for the last five minutes, and I, and that's not an exaggeration. I I think the ninety minute time slot, while felt slow in in spots, really worked to build the tension. And then by the end, you're kind of like. I knew something bad was happening. I knew something was going to happen, but yeah. I didn't expect it all to kind of happen in the last five minutes. And that 90 minutes of watching like the stress with all the other characters really builds to this final moment. And you're just like, Oh my God, what's happening? Like I was like <laughs> pacing. I, I think this episode right. really got to me. It, it did. And it got to me too. And I'll explain why later, but, um, we can kind of start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick wakes up and, uh, he laughs, <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, he um, he wakes up in a bed. Michonne's kind of watching him. And at first, you're like, where is he? In some sort of prison in this little community? Not just a house. <laughs> like, no. yeah. He's not locked in or anything. He's just, they want him to calm down. Uh, Michonne kind of fills him in a little bit on what's going on, you know? Um, and they have a really good talk. I really enjoy the talk between Michonne and Rick. Yeah. Uh, a lot of dynamic chemistry between the two of them. And uh, I really... It was it's it was funny because like when you first started the episode you're like we're back to crazy Rick you know what I mean like you you felt like that because he's like he's still talking kind of crazy you know he makes sense but he's still crazy Rick and I'm like oh we're gonna go get crazy psycho Rick now but uh, that didn't turn out to be true um, I love when he leaves the bed in the house he acts like nothing happened he walks out he's like Bob Bill <laughs> and they're like <laughs> and they just kind of like, look Rick. at him like yeah. it's like. Almost like a, hey, we really kind of appreciate what you did there because we all kind of know what's going on deal, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not going to say anything to you, but you should know that I know that you know that I know. <laughs> yes. How do you follow but, uh, that? <laughs> you don't. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the crazy thing to me was the, the next scene, though, where Rick and Carl were talking. And uh, Rick was, like, telling Carl he's going to have to kill them, Right. He might. Like, he might have to kill one of them. But <laughs> like, I might how, have to take hostages. Uh, you know, casual might, conversation with your son. I might have. I might have to kill one of them. That's a terrible Rick. But uh, it, well, it was we- It was weird. It was like, uh, you're telling your son that. You know? Well, not just that, but it's like he's telling Carl that, and Carl's like, "Yeah, makes sense." Like that was kind of the vibe. Wasn't like it was like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, well, they've we did, they've been we, out a long time, and they they're obviously affected by what what happened to them outside, and they're still and, they well, they gotta meet halfway. They can't be like I really felt that by the end of it, Rick had decided, okay, we're gonna meet halfway. I I can't meet cleave my way through this problem. Right. Right. Well, right. he the uh, we'll get to the conclusion of what happened in a few minutes, but. If things had not gone the way they go, they went, he could have just as easily, his speech that we just heard, could have gone very differently. Oh, right? yeah. It, 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 it could have just as easily have just been him killing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to start well. killing people. Well, but then I really don't think we're set up for us a good season if he did go all dictatorship. I'm glad. I'm glad it went the way it did, but... 
Um, one of the big things. Dictatorship or rictatorship? Oh shit! Oh. Episode title. Right. Um, hey, you know, we, you know, we kind of glossed over though before you get too far into that. Mm-hmm. Um, the very beginning of the episode before it, the credits. Yes, uh, we had Morgan. we had Morgan. <laughs> Donatello. Yeah. Well, whoa. Yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> is that, that is is he like a, a ninja monk from the comics? How did he learn how to do that? He, apparently, he went all Book of Eli. I was going to say, time, except he's not blind. Except we, yeah, he doesn't like, he doesn't really look at anybody. He kind of stares off into the distance. So maybe he like he just found a DVD copy in a working DVD player, and he's like, oh, Book of yeah. Eli. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, it was crazy. Was the opening scene him and the wolf, or was it? It was Something him and different. the wolf, yeah. Him and the wolf. okay. wolves. So rather, the yeah. opening scene, and like I gotta be honest with the, uh, we'll the in the listeners and a little inside baseball here is, uh, Lou posted something in one of our message things that we use, and uh, it went on a whole bunch of spoilers of the Walking Dead mm-hmm. season finale, and all of us were kind of like, that's bogus, you know, no one would give up that much information. And uh, when this opening scene happened, and it was Morgan, I was like, son of a bitch, <laughs> it's <was laughs> spot like, on. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. I know everything's going to happen. They weren't right, necessarily, but... Um, no, they weren't right, but it was almost spot on. That it, yeah. that interview that I sent you guys was not a lie. No, but, uh, yeah, so Morgan, uh, we meet him. He, he's sitting down at a campfire, right? And uh, this guy comes up to him, and he's got a W on his forehead. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he finally gives the story of the wolves and where they came from. And uh, I he- didn't quite understand all of it. Some of it sounded like gibberish, and he seemed like half crazy. Mm. Oh, they're crazy! Basically, yeah. what their what their goal is to, is to go out and kill other survivors. They're not interested in saving. All they're interested in doing is killing other survivors. Is what what I gathered from like they're the they're the wolves the wolves have returned all the wolves were hunted and had a bounty put on their heads and nearly driven extinct now they're back and they're taking out their revenge on the people and i think like can i um give you a theory sure let's hear it do you think that any of the wolves were former alexandria residents yes i because one aaron aaron kind of mentioned that his worst decision was letting people go letting three of them go right well, yeah. he said his worst decision was bringing them in in the first place. Yeah, right. But he I, let them go without killing them. I won. I wonder. Like, do you, think they're the, do you think they're the wolves because they're back? Because they're actually back? <laughs> no, I think that people that may be wolves that are coming back. I don't know if they're necessarily the start of the group. I don't. I don't think they're the outsiders they sent out because, again, jumping around, but sort of sticking with the storylines. At the very end, they find the images uh, of Alexandria as if learning about it for the first time. Right. Hmm. So there's a lot of, and there's a, a couple other things like, okay, maybe if they did know Alexandria, they were driven far away, therefore having a hard time trying to find their way back. Um. But I think I this, know, man. The, it, it's tough. But the, I think it'll. I think they'll come back. Maybe they're a different survivor group, or maybe they're related to a Negan storyline coming up next season. I think we are going to get Negan next Ooh. season. Really? I think so. I I really think at this point, like they've just been hinting at it too much. Um, well, and, yeah. well, to get into that too, though, like so, the Wolf Man, Wolf Man, <laughs> say. Back for the wolf, man. He kind of goes up to Morgan and he's like, 
give me all your stuff. And Morgan's like, you could take it all, sure. And the guy's like, well, I'm also going to kill you. And Morgan's like, hey, listen, man, you can take all my stuff, but I'm not going with you. And the guy's like, hold still. And I'm like, what? what's going on? <laughs> and um, Morgan, out of nowhere, takes – like another guy comes out of the bushes, you know. And Morgan takes them both on with his giant Donatello stick. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Is that from I, the comics? Is he a ninja in the comics? No, <laughs> not really. Not really. Um, it was weird because, like, you you kind of just wonder, like, where did you get these skills? <laughs> because, like, I get it. You are always kind of crazy, but like, we never learned anything about that, you know. But then again, I guess he has been surviving on his own for quite some time. Right. Uh, yeah. you, I guess you would pick up a few tricks of the trade, but that's a little intense, don't you think? Uh, yeah, but Michonne learned how to use a samurai sword. True, but he also, the cool thing is, is once he took them both down, was the gun not even loaded? Is that what it was? Yeah, it wasn't. He didn't even have any bullets in it. Yeah, so it was just more of a threatening kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we later find so, out why they didn't kill him, uh, based on Red Poncho Dude, but... We'll get into that. Yeah, well, um, there's a lot in this episode. It's, it's cool. It's cool though that Morgan didn't kill them either. He put one on top of the other in a very awkward, <laughs> compromising position. Well, some would say <laughs> like maybe the wolves just uh, they're you know they're barbaric in in their their belief system, and they feel as though if if they're placed close together like that, they'll uh, you know. They'll, <laughs> so Morgan, they'll be Morgan bad people. Him, I love this though. Morgan throws them both in a car, yeah, backseat. And then honks the horn. They're both knocked out cold. And he honks the horn to get Walker's attention. And I'm like, he didn't kill them, but he definitely screwed them a little bit, you know, to give him right. just enough time to get out of get yeah. out of harm's way. Right. And well, just, we'll get to it later that they that, that those guys are still alive. Yeah. But when I saw them come back, I was like, really? That didn't kill them? No. It was, yeah. They're the wolves. There's man. a lot of. They're wolves, Luke. Wolves. So we finally learned that they're the wolves. They're actually, um, like Ryan said, they're actually going out there to kill people to survive, you know, and really trying to be the alpha dogs, no pun intended. Uh-huh. But um, uh, So as we're getting the Rick story, too, kind of unfolding, talking to Carl, telling him he's, he's possibly going to kill people and go crazy, um, we get the Daryl and Aaron story, and Daryl's really opening up to this guy. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're actually going out recruiting again, and uh, they they find someone, don't they? Yeah, they find a guy in a red poncho running around, and they try to track him. Yeah, so they're kind of a little ways away from him, kind of watching his every move to see how he is. And they're the whole time there's dialogue going on about Aaron, and that's where he brings up the whole "I got to be a good judge of character. This is why we have to do this." And um, they end up finding this big grocery type of store right mm-hmm. and uh that was interesting because i think everyone watching it go went why are you going in there it's a trap <laughs> yeah like yeah. that was my first thought was <clears throat> my first thought was i wouldn't be going to this obvious it was obviously a trap there was no zombies like none and there were like Four trucks lined up ready for you to go in and steal things. <clears throat> and they made sure that it was like canned goods on the side of the truck and everything. It looked like it was just set up to screw whoever was Yeah, go. it looked too good to be true, but I guess in, in that situation, you, you got to explore it, right? 
Yeah. Right. And, but the other thing too was is so they the I I they go in and they look around and you're looking around and none of the trucks had padlocks on them. No. And no. it was like if there was really food in there and it was really set up for a delivery, there'd have been a padlock on those doors or um some shipping places they used like a plastic uh fixed key thing and when the strap is cut then you know that the truck has been opened and there was none of that stuff but I only know that stuff from working in warehouses yeah I, well they and I'm sure there was more of a desperation plea you know like kind right. of just like a really I really hope there's something in here well it's because you 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 can't my first clue that there was something going on was the cans hanging off the strings that to me was a big flag also, it's Walking Dead, and shit always goes down. But I feel as though Daryl and Aaron are just too easygoing. Like you're, well, you're out on the road, and you're just like, "Here's four trucks." Like you were saying, Lou, it's just too good to be true. And well, not just that, but so they open the doors, sirens go off, music goes off, all this stuff goes off, and zombies compiling out of the trucks. Right? Tons of zombies from all both the ends too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. zombies come around the corner. Zombies, they come like they they raid it. So all the trucks, all the gates lifted. Yeah, at, at the same time, which is pretty interesting and pretty neat, really. But um, yeah, then the noise attracted other zombies, and oh my god, there was just zombies everywhere. But my first thought was: is as soon as the doors of the truck began to lift, you see a leg of like somebody standing there. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, time to run. And they both kind of stand there and look dumbfounded. Yeah. For like a half a second. And I was like, no, no, no. If you had just run at that point, you'd be fine. Just run. Eh, I think it's shock, too, you know. Um, I I don't necessarily blame them for what happened. I think that uh, it, it was just a shitty situation. And I don't think they've come across like a legitimate trap. This is their first run-in with someone who's legitimately trying to kill you just for being there. Like, even even the governor, like, he didn't set traps. Sure, he had his zombie pits, but he didn't really set traps for people. Maybe. No, not not like um, traps like this anyway. No. No. But um, yeah, Aaron and um, they Aaron and Daryl got trapped. They ran to this only thing that was in the parking lot, which was a car. Yeah, that obviously wouldn't start. And Daryl's trying to figure out a way to. He's like, "Oh, let's rip the seats. Let's get him to stop looking at us. Something will come by." Um, and this is all because Aaron stopped looking for the guy in the poncho, and wanted to get some food. And Daryl wanted to keep going. Yeah. Um, then he finds a note in the car. Aaron does. What does it say? Like, "Don't stay here." Bad people trap. coming or something. Yeah. Something like that, right? Like trap or something. But um, so that happens. And did you guys at all? They had this big lightning like enlightening conversation with each other and um daryl's ready to get out of the car so aaron can escape did you guys at all think that maybe we wouldn't have daryl anymore no not really (laughs) this show has kind of treated me to just be like daryl's around to the end no before they they get saved and they do get out of the car but before that my thought was well maybe they're gonna just leave them here for the duration of the episode. Oh, and, yeah. and maybe this is going to be where they leave them for season three. But that's oh, not gross. what happens. I would have, I, that would have been a very upsetting if that happened. Right. Um, well, 
they don't have to worry because uh, Ninja Man himself showed up just at the nick of time. Um, Morgan shows up and uh, he. Um, it, it was funny too because he he saves them. They get out of the car. They they rock out. They kill some zombies. And, and he's uh, like, "I'm out of here." He, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm on my own. I'm I'm lost." And he gives him the map, almost like, kind of like with that Rick Grimes note on the front of it. Yeah. Like almost like a do you know this guy kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I know? thought. Yeah. It, it just seemed like he was doing it intentionally to me, and maybe it's because he's been following them. I'm not sure. Um, it seems like maybe he knew that. He was following Rick's trail, and hopefully if he handed somebody the map and they saw the name, they might go, hey, I know him. Right. He's crazy. Um, so obviously Daryl looks at the map, looks at him, and goes, come on, you know, we're going to go. And uh, they give up on the guy in the red poncho. And uh, we go back to uh, Sasha's story. Um, okay. <laughs> um, she's still a little bit crazy, okay? she um, She's... She's dragging out all the walkers that she's killed over the past few episodes when she's been Psycho Sasha. Yeah, Psycho Sasha. And uh, you can't even say it. Psycho um, Sasha. <laughs> and uh, she's burying them all, right, in this giant pit. With so spikes. That, oh, no, with, there's no spikes. No spikes. I um, wish there was. Is this Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> she just uppercuts them into the spike jet. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then she lays on them. Yeah, well. They should, like, they should make a Walking Dead Mortal Kombat. That'd be great. Oh, um, so Rick Grimes she, yeah, is she, like a downloadable character. Right? Finish him. <laughs> <laughs> so she um so dude, the so this is what I'm watching the episode, right? I'm I'm in my my bedroom just kind of laying down watching the episode. Right. And she slips into this big pit while she's trying to drag a zombie in there. And I'm like, "Oh, is one of them alive?" And no, they're all dead. And she goes, "Ah." And lays down on them. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's like a pit of ten zombies, and she's just like, ah, I just want to be dead. I, I don't think it's about her wanting to be dead. I, I think sh- they just miss being out. Like, they're showering, they're living, they're sleeping in beds, and the smell of rotting flesh reminds her of a time that she grow- grew to understand. I totally disagree. I think yeah, I think she wants to be dead. You think <laughs> she no. just wanted to be dead? I don't I- think it's that she wants to be dead. I think it's that... Everybody that she's ever cared about, Bob, she was starting to fall for Bob. Bob mm-hmm. died. She, her brother's yeah. dead, and then she liked Noah. Noah's dead. Like everybody that gets close to her seems to get killed, and I think she's starting to run out of people. Mm-hmm. And I think her thought process is, I should just lay here and die. Because what good am I? Kind of. Yeah, like she's almost like a, I, I bring everyone down and every time I care about someone, they die. So I'd rather not put anyone through that. But we also get a little more of that later when she has a conversation with a man named Father Gabriel. And uh, he had a little story going on in this episode, too. Uh, he wants to go outside the gate. Yeah. And um, he does without a weapon because God's the only protection he needs. Sure. And he walks up to a zombie that's eating something else. Or a person. Um, and he goes, go ahead, take me. Like, arms stretched out like he's ready to die. And I'm like, is he going to do it? <laughs> you know? And uh, he, at the last second, decides he doesn't want to die from that zombie. So he kills that zombie. And then he kills the guy laying on the ground. <clears throat> um, yeah, pretty gruesomely, too. Like- yeah, with a big, with a big rock. 
Yeah, like of all the things around him that he could have grabbed to do something with, he kind of grabbed the most ineffective looking rock I've ever seen. Like, yeah. Damn it. Um, but he he comes back all weird, right? And yeah. And the guy's like, oh, can we talk about this? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm angry, Father Gabriel. But then he's like, can you shut that gate? He's like, yeah. And he just shuts it behind him and leaves it open. And you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, my thought was, like, whoa, okay. What happened? You know, he's he's too far gone, right? Father Gabriel, he's he's just nutty now. Yeah, yeah he, he's uh, off the he's off his rocker, and, and I feel like this has been his his first true uh, opportunity to go off of the hinge a little bit. It's no. unfortunate. No, I, he... he He's been really just like a sobby little, yeah. you know, yeah. little minx for the whole season, and now he, we see that he's starting to want to live and and protecting himself, even though he's trying to give up. He's like, well, he must not be ready to die. And I think at the end of this episode, we start to see that Father Gabriel hopefully will be able to coexist amongst. The, you know, Satan's children or well, whatever he, he called uh, them. Yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's interesting. The weird thing is, is like the whole time this is going on, they're, they're creating a town forum, right? About what to do with Rick. And, uh, Deanna there is kind of like, I'm going to kick him out. Like she's already decided. Yeah. She's going to kick him out. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's, she doesn't trust him. He's already said that he, we should, we should kill people is what we need to do, right? It's an us versus them. And she doesn't like that. No. So she's ready to kick him out, but she wants to go to the town about it. And uh, Rick, uh, Carol, they all know. And Rick's got his plan. He f- informs Michonne just in case, right? He's like, hey, I'm going to be doing this. you know. And she's like, why are you telling me? And uh, they kind of make up a little bit without saying anything. Right. And uh, <clears throat> they, um, they get ready to go to this forum. But uh, Rick, as he's leaving, well, you know what really bothers me too is so Pete's in a different house, the husband, after he gets beat up severely. Right. And uh, Carol comes by to stop by and give him some food. <laughs> very, very thoughtful of her. And uh, they they kicked him out to a different house. And Carol shows up with a knife and she's like, ready to kill him, right? Yeah. And then she gives him food. Um, weird well, scene. Well, I got the vibe that the the whole point wasn't that she was going to kill him. It was that she gave him was giving him food to tell him that you know, this is the way it's going to be. Yep. Here's some food. You move on with your life. Right. Right. Like um, and, she was and, in- he, and, and, and he kind of gives her attitude like, who do you think you are, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that's when she kind of goes crazy with the knife. And it's like, I could kill you right now. And nobody would believe, nobody would believe you. Everybody would believe me that yep. you assaulted me because everybody knows what you are now. So I'm doing you a favor by letting you live. That's kind of what she tells him. That's yeah, yeah, it's exactly it. And but she's put him in his place and you don't fight that sort of problem that he has with that. That's not a solution because obviously we know what happened at the end. I think was a direct cause of what she did. She put him in a corner. No, I disagree. You know what I think the direct cause of the problem was? Mhm. They let him drink because yeah. he was drunk when he shows up at the end. 
Yeah. No. Okay. Well, yes. Let's. Alcohol certainly was an issue for that guy. We're not uh, debating mm. that. But I really think that he, sure, he beat Rick up and he was drinking, and that was all fine and dandy. But Carol going in there and telling him that the whole town knows that he beats his wife and he's a terrible person, and that the only reason you're alive is because you were lucky enough to be near here, and you're a waste of skin, and you're your piece of shit and all that and she like really tore into him and i really think that combined with what you're saying lou like all the drinking just had his mind swirling because when she leaves and he drops that plastic thing and breaks her dish which if rick didn't do her him in (laughs) carol was going to come back to finish the job um he starts to have like a nervous breakdown and you know what really bothers me though ryan is Rick Rick gets out of his little thing and he goes up to um what's her face there? Haircutty McGee. Haircutty Jesse, come on now. I'm turning into you. I know. Um He he's talking to her, she's like, What are you doing here? He's like, Hey, I'm Rick. I didn't I don't regret what I did. And uh <laughs> Dude, he's standing there. Pete's sitting there watching from the other house. And I'm like, why would you put him in a house where he could see? <laughs> like, yeah, like that was my thought is he's yeah. watching from his house. And I was like, why would they, they – it, their community is obviously quite large because from scene to scene, like things are happening during the day. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to go meet to the town meeting. And then when the town meeting begins, <laughs> it's nighttime. Yeah. Well, and they like, stopped at the shop on the way over. Well, obviously yeah. the town is big enough that it takes, say, 30 minutes to cross town. That's a to big where, wall. Yeah. <laughs> and Well, no, but well, to Lou's point, though, like they offer Rick either house or both houses. There's plenty of places to stay. Right. And they, they give him one with a direct view of his wife, ex-wife, whatever she is. Well, the other thing, too, is, is why isn't they put him in a place with other people? Like it doesn't necessarily mean means he has to be with his wife, but maybe you put him in a house with somebody that isn't involved, like the old people down the street, <laughs> so that you can watch him and you've got somebody watching him. That's that's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. The, like, the fact seemed... that there's no one watching him <clears throat> is probably the grossest, uh, uh, you know, mistake that Deanna made yeah, at all. Like, it's almost like she doesn't understand that dumb people are going to do dumb things. Well, she was a governor, right? Like, she should understand how the criminal mind works. Like, if she's if she was a governor at one point, she knows why people are sent to prison and why people are punished for what they've done. And when you have an alcohol problem and you're a, an abusive husband, that shit doesn't go away when you're separated. Like, if anything, I, it, it, it gets worse. I will give you... Uh, credit to one thing. Mm. I don't think that Carol helped the situation. Right. But I don't I think the results, whether she spoke to him or not, were going that way. She did that for herself, I think. She's yes. she a little bit. Yeah. She's been very she she's flying off the handle quickly and she she is, but you also have to remember she was in that situation previously. Right, yeah, and but... she did not handle the situation. Rick and uh, 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 Shane handled the situation, and the other guy died. Yes, but you know what I mean. And it had nothing to do with her taking control. And now she sees this guy as an opportunity for her to get the stuff that she's 
got deep down inside that she wanted to, she regrets not doing, she can take care of it now yeah. with somebody else. But I really, I really think that uh, that Carol has had this issue of being too tough and too much right. of a shell, and oh, no. oh, and that no, comes across. And yeah, oh, yeah, she's crazy. And this is not the first time. This reminds me so much of what she did to like Tyrese's girlfriend by like killing those people. You know, I just did it to protect us. She's doing. She's threatening Pete because she thinks that by putting him in his place. Rick won't be sent away, and they won't have to kill a bunch of people. Like she's not completely evil; she's just very hard. And like she even like she just says, "Oh, these petty Alexandrians." I've just been keeping up the story that I'm a, 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 a you know a, a, a housewife who was saved by Rick. You know, and it's just it's starting to get a little like okay. We get it. You think you're better than everybody because you've been surviving for so long. Thank you, Siri. But, well, I don't uh, even think it's that you. she thinks. I, I just I don't think it's that she <clears throat> that she thinks she's better than everybody else. But you have to remember, one of the first things that happens to her in the beginning of season two is her daughter dies. Oh yeah, you she's had I mean? it rough. She's she's literally lost everything, and yep. then she sees these people that like literally their biggest concern is, man. I only got a half a bar of chocolate from the rations today. <laughs> and it's like in it, it, it's perspective. Yes. You know. So basically what you're saying is you were surprised she didn't like lay right beside Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk to before we drag on too long about this is um uh Glenn's story. Right. <clears throat> so Glenn Faro Glenn Faro's Nothing Glenn happened follows, to Glenn. Nope. <laughs> Nothing really. Glenn's uh, not dead. I'm so glad. Yeah. yeah, you were you were convinced there, buddy. Well, okay, all right. My premise on why Glenn, I thought Glenn oh, was going to die. I started again. You did it. <laughs> yes, right, you did. Let's argue for half hour. No, no, no. My premise on why I thought Glenn was dead is there were tons and tons and tons of rumors and, like, leaks to the press and news articles about, oh, yeah, death scene for Glenn film. Yeah, but they could be planting that stuff. And, and and sure, they could be planting that stuff. But the last time we kind of got that kind of headline, the character died. Yeah. Which character was that? Uh, wow. I'm I'm pretty sure when Herschel died, there was something about a Herschel death scene. Oh yeah. Well, so Glenn though he um he follows Nimrod there up and he because he that kid kind of escapes. Yeah. And uh, Glenn's following him in the woods, and all of a sudden, Glenn gets shot. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Um, so Glenn gets shot. The kid goes looking for him. He can't find him. And then it ensues this giant battle, right, this brawl <clears throat> of um, Glenn and this kid. What's his name, Nicholas? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're fighting, and, uh, like, one will kind of get the other in an advantage. And, like, at one point you thought Glenn was dead because – a walker got on him, and there's three other walkers like right by him, all coming at him, and it goes to freaking commercial break, or whatever, and switches to a different scene. And you're like, what? <laughs> and like, The Walking Dead could play it two ways: either you know Glenn's all right, or Glenn randomly shows up with a with a friggin' uh, as a zombie, you know. So you're, I was a little worried about Glenn for a while there, especially because Lou kept saying he was gonna die, and Lou's always right, so I was kind of scared. But um Yeah, I, I kinda thought that I was like, Wow, they're gonna kill off Glenn and they're not gonna show his body. That, that and then I thought, oh wait, nope, 
what they'll do is they'll have him come back as a zombie and show up at the gates, and that's how they'll know he's dead. Ah, uh, yeah. So you were thinking like I was thinking. And then, and then, like literally, like thirty seconds later, Glenn just kind of clubs that kid over the head, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, they they kind of they kicked the shit out of each other for a while there, and yeah. uh, so you got that fight going on, right? And it's dark now. You got the um, Sasha. The Rick Grimes finds some walkers in the community. Finds the gate not open. Yeah. Um, finds some walkers. Has this really romantic battle with one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it gets on top of him, and Rick starts pushing the gun through the zombie's neck, like up through it. You know. Yeah. And lets it keep going for a while. Did that seem like an awfully long time to anyone else? Uh, it did. I, I was wondering what his strategy was, and I think he just wanted to silence the gunshot. Because he didn't, he didn't want. I don't think he wanted them to hear he had a gun again. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how did I he get that? that? I was like, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm sitting there going, we agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, uh, all right. He's just uh, like, he's enjoying this way too much. Yeah, but uh, what's then going I on off camera <laughs> the practical thing. But with Glenn, um, I I knew I. I was pretty confident that Nicholas wasn't going to kill Glenn. That wasn't going to be the way he goes. And we know this show loves to showcase uh, its characters being eaten alive. And yeah. there's no way they're going to give Glenn an off-screen. He's been there since season one. They're not going to give him an off-screen death. When that guy dies, when all the characters die, all the main characters that are still around, when Carol dies, when Daryl dies, I believe all these characters can be put on the chopping block. I'm not yeah, no, no, hinting, I, 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 but I think that da- I think when Glenn goes, when or if rather, I don't know anything, people. It's going to be glorious, bloody, and just on screen. Do not ever think that any of these characters are going to die off screen. We're not no, talking I, about Laurie here. This is see, uh, see. My thought was not that they were going to kill him off screen, but I thought they were going to make you think that Nicholas was going to tell them, "Oh, he, I saw him outside the gates," hmm. and then have him show up. And I thought that maybe we'd find that the beginning of next season. And then first thing Rick does as he's in charge of town is shoot Nicholas in the street. Jeez. <laughs> um, well, you kind of got that. So, you know, Glenn's got his fight going on. And him and Nicholas end up brawling with each other for a while. And Glenn gets the advantage of him and holds the gun over his head, right? Yeah. And uh, the same time, Rick's fighting that walker or whatever he's doing with it. And um, at the same time, Sasha finds Father Gabriel, and he's all like, "I'm not going to help you. Like you, I let all those people die. You let all those. Or he said, you, all those people are dead because of you.'" And he, him, and her get into a fight. Right. All the while, this little forum in the town's going on. And they have no idea. <laughs> yeah, they have absolutely no idea. They're just meeting about Rick, saying things like, "Uh, you know, like he's, you know, he's got to go. This and that." And the husband of all people of Deanna was like, "Ah, no, we got to forgive him." You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then right then and there, I went, "Oh, you're gonna go." No. <laughs> but uh, so the the meeting's going on, all the fighting's going on. Maggie goes to find Rick. She finds Father Gabriel. She finds Sasha. Um, Glenn can't shoot Nicholas. They end up carrying each other back to town. Uh, you know, everything's going on, and Rick pulls up to the meeting with a walker over his <laughs> shoulder. throws it down and gives that epic speech about why they suck yeah and he i think he finally does it in a way that needs to happen well not just the the way he it has to happen but 
they've never had walkers inside the walls. Right. You can tell because nobody knows what to do. Yeah, they're all freaked out. They're all yeah, really they're affected all by it. they're all freaked out. And it's like they now see walkers inside the walls. And it's like, yeah, you're never safe. The walls right. are not the, the walls does not the walls do not mean safety. It means it'll slow down anybody that wants to get in, but then it's not a permanent solution. Yeah. Yeah. So they they really learned a little bit about um that and Rick he he makes a really great point to everyone and um and then Pete comes and ruins it all. <laughs> um he's drunk and he's got a knife. And uh, uh not even it's not a knife. It's it's uh it's Michonne's sword. Is it her sword? I yes. th- yeah, I, I oh, I'm pretty okay. sure it was a giant samurai sword, but I'm like, geez, overcompensated for much. Well, that, that was the funny thing because I was like watching him and he's swinging that thing around. And I'm like, oh, he's got to be careful. And like out of nowhere, <laughs> just like almost like he tripped into the guy's throat. He's like, Plunk! well, he was like it, pushing him away because he was trying to get in between them. And I, yeah. I, I saw I knew I knew someone was going to die by Pete's hands. Right. I just I yeah. wasn't entirely sure who it would be. And it makes perfect sense that he would come in and just do something utterly stupid and what did he think was going to happen like i know i know he was wasted and drunk but like when you go in like that and accidentally kill somebody even in the real world you accidentally kill somebody you're being put out you're being exiled or put to death as happened in this episode but it's just it's so it was it was kind of like it was a sacrifice but i'm so glad that pete is gone he's such a dick yeah well i have a gripe about that but i'll get into it afterwards we um we see we see the husband go down and deanna and a change of character all of a sudden says do it and rick does not hesitate one second nope yeah uh he pulls that trigger and he's gone and just in the nick of time you hear rick (laughs) And there's Morgan, and uh, Rick. Rick is looking <laughs> like shit, <laughs> and Morgan's probably going, "What have I done?" <laughs> um, Why did but, I want to find Rick again? Yeah, he, uh, he. You know, he comes finding this, tracking this guy for miles through states, through everything, and that happens. Yeah. Um, but I, I. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't quite see it as a change of character for Deanna. I think she was just slowly realizing that. Uh, well, no, sorry. Yeah, definitely a change of character in the sense that go. she she finally sees that, oh, our op like maybe it's a bit rash to say just kill him, but your options at that point are yeah, keep him in jail forever. Which the prospect of feeding someone and keeping someone alive that isn't necessarily giving back to the community. Sure, he's a brain surgeon, but he's not like. He's not going to do his surgeon job very well. He was already an alcoholic. Could you imagine if you gave him a surgeon's job when he's in jail full time? And they're not going to exile him because that's basically – that's even worse than the punishment he got because he wouldn't right. make it a day outside the walls. I just – it's weird. It was such a it was such a huge shift and I wonder if she'll regret it. I know her husband died in her arms but – Well, I think she's now beginning to see the world the way they do. Yeah, because right. until that point, she had lost her son, and she was still trying to hold on to the things that she still believed, which was that 
everybody is redeemable. And we don't need to kill people. We just send them outside the walls. You know? Civilization. She believes in civilization like... Like it, like it formed before the zombie apocalypse. Like right. by people coming together, staying together, and and just if it's not working out, getting rid of the people who don't. Like they didn't put people to death every time they had a disagreement. They just exiled them, and you know you're out of here. You're not going to be able to behave. You're, you're gone. But in this world, I think she finally realizes that like if no if they're not your friend they're your enemy because that's just the way it works the world is so harsh in the walking dead that you you don't want to make enemies you just want to have your strength in numbers right right and pete was uh he was a waste he like he sure he's a surgeon but he's he's done like once that's why she didn't want to split them up, split up Pete and her and his wife, because that was probably the glue keeping him together. Sure, he had an alcoholic problem and he was an abusive husband, but he was still a surgeon and saved many people's lives. And I think that was her argument last episode, right. I think. This is a shitty argument, don't get me wrong. And he deserved well, we could, what he got. <laughs> we could probably talk at the season finales forever, but um, rather than do that, I would like to get your entire take on the second half of the season of the finale and what you think's in for next season, Lou. Uh, your overall satisfaction with this finale. I am absolutely thrilled because it is going exactly the way I said it with the beginning of our well, talks about a, this. You're a writer for the show, so that's no, 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 no. Last <laughs> last episode when we were talking, I said I saw I saw walkers at the gate and a bunch of people were gonna die. But the reason I said that is because. Everything that's happened this season looked to be pointing in that direction. Mm-hmm. But when we st- before the season began, and I think before the pilot, we kind of gave what we thought was going to happen this season or yeah. the mid season. And I said they were going to end up in Alexandria, stuff was going to go down, and that we'd be in Alexandria next season. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Yep, yeah, it's exactly what happened. <laughs> There's and, no kind of about it. Yeah. So my predictions last week were wrong, but they went the way I wanted them to. So you, you're happy with the season finale and you're happy with where the show's going for next yes. season. Because like I said beginning the beginning of our Walking Dead talk way back when, they can't have them on the move all the time. Right. It's it, it's too much. They, they were all psychologically breaking down. There needed to be some kind of place for them to lie low composed themselves will we be in alexandria all of next season probably not but i think we're going to be there uh, at least the first half of next season what about you ryan what are your are you satisfied with the finale i i thought this season was the best season we've had i mean it it, it kind of i i almost see as a, a, a the last season and a half is the best season we've ever had of mm-hmm. the walking dead and it's been great, right? It, it has been great. And I, and I often, I think, I can't remember if I was talking about this on last week's episode. No, because it just happened this last weekend. I was at my parents' place, and they have AMC, and they were doing a marathon of all the episodes in the season before uh, yep. before the, the, the season finale. And I'm quickly reminded that we had 16 hours of this show uh, yeah. before this episode, and I was watching the episode where the hunters bite it. And uh, that that mid mid like first quarter of the season where that storyline ended, and I was reminded about yeah. how awesome that was, 
and how great it was to see a storyline kind of conclude like that. Mm-hmm. And I really hope they continue the pace that we had this season with the storylines and stuff. Um, like Lou said, we're in a safe place now, safe, quote unquote, um, yeah. with Alexandria. And there's probably going to be more like building up of that. But uh, I wasn't surprised to be right about, ooh, you know, I hope The Walking Dead doesn't do their like, you know, pan camera out for a prison in the background type shot. And we got that with the wolves discovering yeah. the photos. And it's like, it's basically AMC, like putting up a giant flashcard saying like, and next season, the wolves attack okay. Alexandria. Yeah, I, I, I got to say. When they pan away and you see the wolves written on the side of the car, it says some. I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something about like wolves are the, close. The wolves are coming, or the wolves are close. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if they had just put the word wolves on the side of the car, it would have been okay. But come on, you gotta at least you gotta put the words they're coming. Come on. I, I'm I'm serious. <laughs> I think someone on the show listens to this podcast and they went in maybe someone in the post-production realm that were able to add it the last minute before the prince left the building and they're like oh ryan's really gonna hate this let's spray paint the wolves are wolves are near or wolves are coming on the car first of all who did that you know wolves do you okay do you think it was the wolves why like why would they do that it makes it's just i I don't know but i'm they're they're the wolves man and, but it make and it makes sense that the wolves are going to find Alexandria because that's like their biggest challenge, right? Ooh, it's a bunch of survivors living like normal civilized people. We got to tear this thing apart. And of course, next season we need some sort of conflict. And to know we're not going to get Farmer Rick for six episodes, awesome. You know, we're going to get in there. It's going to be Farmer Rick for one episode, and then the rest is going to be dealing with the wolves. And I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the next season. I cannot wait. Great. Great. I I will say uh, personally, um, reading the comic books, uh, not exactly how things work in the comic books. So I was a little disappointed because some stuff happens in the comics. I was really hoping would happen in the show. Um, I am a little disappointed that we're going to stay in Alexandria because whether it was a really good arc in the comic book Mm -hmm. but i don't remember it lasting that long um it was definitely a staple but it was uh in and out before the big baddie comes in you know and um i was kind of really hoping that they pushed it through to that and we'd get a whole season focusing on like your negan you know um yeah i'm not i'm not upset sure i'm I'm excited to see how the wolves interact with Alexandria and what happens there and the chaos that ensues. But um, I, I mm, like if you're gonna if you're gonna keep us in Alexandria, keep Pete alive a little bit longer, add some more tension there. Um, you know, oh, just <laughs> I know I'm don't don't get me wrong, I don't like the guy either, but um, that was a very abrupt ending for him. And uh, if we're gonna stay in Alexandria, I don't mind seeing him and Rick kind of banter back and forth a little bit more. Uh, add that element of danger to the series um yeah i'm i'm excited to where we're going a little disappointed but not hugely disappointed you know but i mean last season the last half of last season where they're teasing terminus teasing terminus teasing terminus mm-hmm. we're getting the same thing with this half of the season where it's like teasing the wolves very strongly i'd say even more than terminus terminus yeah. was just like a place they were going and we kind of thought, Ooh, maybe this is a safe zone. We didn't really know it was going to be a cannibal factory. Um, 
and, and then well we kind of had some suspicions sure but, eventually but, we yeah. did <laughs> but but at first it was just like all roads roads all lead to terminus kind of like as a good spot and you know at one point that was a was the case but with this season they've been very strongly hinting at the wolves the w's on the zombies you know the carved up people and being like huh that's weird but i guess it's the zombie apocalypse shit happens and now we're getting the oh the wolves are coming but we could see another quick turnaround like we did with the hunters like you're saying bob you don't remember it lasting that long maybe they build it up and then like the first two episodes first two three episodes it's all done the wolves are dealt with gone and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of wolves i never got the the idea that there was more than maybe two yeah exactly did you get the idea that there was more than two i'd say like maybe if anybody if anything maybe there's a couple others but it just seems like there's only two of them and maybe that leads to your credence your idea that uh, it is the exiled people and they just went batshit crazy i don't know could be we'll never know well we'll never ever know um well i mean it'd be fun to get your guys's takes on it um as far as uh what you guys thought of the season finale as well, you guys being the listeners out there, I should clarify. Who are you calling um, you guys? You, who are you calling you guys? Uh, you know, we could ramble on for, for days about it, and we all thoroughly enjoy the show, but I'd like to know your thoughts. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's tell people where they can find our, their thoughts or send their thoughts. Or, yeah. or send their thoughts to find their thoughts. Yeah. You could send your thoughts so we can read your thoughts on said thought show, Zombies Ate My Podcast, by going to zombiesatemypodcast.com. We'll find information like our email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. It's where we uh, post the news and whatnots. Like us on Facebook. That's where people seem to be posting really cool stuff so you can join in on the fun. If you want to follow individual hosts, you can find myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobber Def. And uh, also I should mention we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. If you're a podcast listener, we're actually recording this episode live and we've been what? testing that out. Yeah, we're live. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. I didn't know that. Yeah. We, we've been recording the last two episodes live as sort of a test. And if you're interested in listening to the show live, we record every Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. And uh, on Facebook and Twitter is where you can find that information when we are doing that but definitely go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast we've got some cool milestones up and you can join some other awesome people that are supporting the show through said website finally shout out to joel duggan for all the awesome artwork you're looking at it right now and have been for the last two and a half years but if you want to see more of his work go to joel duggan a dot com a dot com i love joel duggan and everything he does mm-hmm I probably just creeped him out a little bit. He's well, probably like, what? I'm going to clip that up, that part out and send it to him. Just, I love Joel Duggan yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that should about do it for us uh, for this week and our Walking Dead season finale talk. Don't forget to email and write in the show with what your thoughts are and always go over to the Facebook. Like Ryan says, you guys are crazy on Facebook. Love it. Crazy. Awesome. Uh, but I, but I do have, a, I do have a, a, a request. I would like to bring back the, um, the Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. So if you guys could write in with your most ridiculous questions, we could ask Lou. Um, that'd be great. That'd be, that's my one request to you guys listening out there. I want more Busy Zombie Lord. Sure you do. Yes. I love, I love Joel Duggan. And the Busy Zombie Lord. 
and The Walking Dead. Oh yeah. And myself. Oh. Hey, you guys want to play a game? Yes. Sure. It's called Mother Dick. Oh. It's really not. It's trivia. Oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ryan. Mm-hmm. In season two of The Walking Dead, Lori's car crashes and she's attacked by a walker. How does she kill the walker? Would you like your options? Yes. A, a knife to the eye. B, gas flames. Don't know what those are. Uh, C, a windshield wiper lever to the eye. Or a lever, if you're from Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with C. It is C. Very good. You get a... Um, um, Huge douchebag. Huge douchebag. <laughs> sure. Lou. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I was waiting for you. Um, what is the... T- oh, this is going to be tough. What is the title of the season two opening episode of The Walking Dead? You want your options? Yes, I do. A, what lies ahead. B, what lies dead. C, what lies behind. I think it what it's what lies ahead. I'm just kidding. Super duper. You got it right. <laughs> Super duper. 